There are no wrong paths. There are none. There's no such thing as failure, really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. So you get as much from your losses as you do from your victories, because the losses are there to wake you up. When your heart is broken down, down, down And your head don't reach the sky Take your broken wings and fly Thank y'all for tuning back into the House Business Podcast, where we talk to D.C. area entrepreneurs, small business owners, and organizations. I'm your host, John Ledbetter of Sunchase Media. You can follow us at Sunchase Media. Uh, the feedback for the first episode was good, so we're definitely going to keep this thing going. Today, we have a special guest in the studio. It's Deshauna Spencer. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of Kowali TV. That's K-W-E-L-I-T-V. Uh, Quality TV is an interactive streaming platform exclusively for the global black community. Uh, we're going to talk about how she started this platform, why she started this platform, who it's for. We're also going to talk about her magazine, which is Empower Magazine. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Deshauna Spencer. All right, what's going on, Deshauna Spencer? Not that much. How about you? What's I'm up with you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for having how did, me. Um, how did we end up meeting? You know what? I don't know. It's like, you meet so many people in the D.C. area. Right. It wasn't like a networking event. I think maybe someone told me about I, you. I think it was, uh, was it Alex Sanchez? You came across my video work that I did with Alex yeah, Sanchez. And yeah, and maybe I just contacted you. Because right. I think I saw his video on YouTube. And mm -hmm. I saw that you did it. And I Googled you and contacted you. So, exactly. Yeah. And we worked on a project called the great debate yep the great debate with and i want to magazine yes with empower magazine and i want to say thank you for uh bearing with me because the first shoot that we did was horrible on my part well i mean how Although long ago we, was that that was uh, exactly i was just getting into video around that time and i just remember it was uh it was a three-person setup and only had one mic i remember and then we were up against the wall so you can yes. see shadows but you know people progress right you still, <laughs> you still have it on youtube yeah i still have it on youtube if y'all want to see what we're talking about go to youtube type in empower magazine great debate episode one uh i think that's what it was yeah. eventually we got it together oh yeah maybe so, like in the second one we had it together and by the third exactly. i mean it was really yeah. looking nice so uh, that was for Empower Magazine, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, we are also going to talk about Quality TV. I can't okay. wait to talk about that. Okay. But first, let's get the formalities out the way. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, gosh, people always say, what to tell you about yourself? I'm from Memphis, Tennessee originally, I'm born and raised. I always tell people, no gold teeth. <laughs> Although when I was 12, <laughs> I almost got a grill. because, Word. Yeah, well, because I grew up in a, so when I was from kindergarten to like, 13 I mm -hmm. lived like in the hood and so people wore goatee and um our house got broken into a lot it wasn't the greatest neighborhood but when I was like 13 we moved to like a middle-class black neighborhood and I was like wow okay so goatee are bad and learning <laughs> is good like right. it was crazy because it was like bad to do well in school you know in my old neighborhood my, my new neighborhood with black kids still exactly. it was cool to be smart it's like wow the whole different world like opened up to me um so I, people always think that I was like this straight A student growing up, yeah. but I was 
pretty much like an average kid. Okay. But very weird. Even throughout kid. high school. Yeah, I graduated. Thank you, Lauder, as they say right, right, in right, uh, right. in high school and thank you, Lauder. So did in you college. know throughout high school that you were going to go to college? Um, at some point, I wasn't sure. My parents actually weren't sure either. I remember one family member says, so you're going to be like a hair, like beautician or something. Right, right, I was right. like, uh, have you seen me do people's hair right. before? But I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I loved writing. I knew I loved media as a kid. Gotcha. I used to read the newspaper. After my dad would read it, I would read it. I used to watch um, Meet the Press in elementary okay. school before wow, church. Yeah, wow. how many people would watch Meet yeah, the well, Press? Yeah, everybody else is watching cartoons How many 50-year-olds yeah. watch Meet the Press? <laughs> I was a 10-year-old right. and I watched Meet the Press. And I was an avid reader and avid writer. I used to really read like 10 books a month. Like I was so into it. So I knew I wanted to do something that was a part of media and writing. It wasn't until... 12th grade that I chose journalism. I said, okay, I'm going to be a journalist. My high school did not have like a school newspaper, mm-hmm. but I became, I was the editor on the yearbook staff and gotcha. it's almost like a newspaper in a way. It's like a big gigantic yeah. magazine. So I had to, I learned layout gotcha. and I interviewed okay. students for the yearbook because we did have sections where we interviewed students and we took captions. And right. so I was an associate editor. So I would go back on the students and read back and make sure there, there were no edits. So edits. was it a passion at that time? It was. Or I mean, you didn't recognize it as a passion or um i kind of knew it was a passion in a way but i really didn't know i just didn't know i would do it for the rest of my life it wasn't until literally when i was looking at colleges and you went to uh an hbcu correct you went to uh jackson state university uh wow i'm about to jump way off topic here but um i was having a conversation with my line brother just the other day about the current state of the hbcu right and we pointed out the fact that schools, HBCUs are having accreditation issues, enrollment issues. St. Paul's College just closed their doors. You have other schools threatening to close their doors because of funding. I feel like I can ask you this question. Is the future bright for HBCUs? What's, what's, what's going um, on? You know, I don't know. I think it depends on the university. I do follow Jackson State, and I would say maybe about five years ago, they were having a couple of issues with enrollment. But there was a new study that came out. I think their their enrollment maybe was like in the top three or top five or something of HBCUs. Kind of there were like Howard and right. Hampton. And they've been making a lot of changes to university. So I really think it just depends on leadership. Um, I feel like the future does sort of scare me because if it weren't for an HBCU, I would not be here today. Right, My HBCU believed in me and gave me a chance. And I think that we need to rethink, you know, how we approach, you know, education to right. these HBCUs. So I don't know what the future holds, but I think Jackson State is doing a good job. Other schools are. There are other schools that aren't doing so well, and I think mm-hmm. they need to reevaluate, you know, how they want to move forward in the future. I know that one thing that Jackson State did was they got rid of, which I wish they had when I was there, was out-of-state fees. What? Out-of-state fees? Jackson State got rid of out-of-state fees. So that's like... Oh my God! I mean, we would—I would say so much money. Yeah. It was still cheaper than you know, like another school. Right. But I think they're really—and they gave all the kids iPads and 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 they really—they're doing a really good job. I don't know who their social media or communications person is now, but they have like a Voices of Jackson State, just like the New York Voices of New York or People of New York, whatever Human, it's called. Humans in New York. Yeah, they have something like that similar for Jackson State. That's on Instagram awesome. and Facebook, and I'm like, wow! I mean, they're really <laughs> on it. And Jackson State and other schools are doing a good job at really trying to to be on the even playing field as these other universities but i think some are just a little bit behind yeah. and 
and just need to kind of catch up. So I'm, I'm being optimistic. Were you active in college? Were you uh, one of those students that was involved in everything, SGA, Greek life, all, all that stuff? I was very active in media. So okay. I wrote for the school newspaper in college. I wasn't one of those people that was like active in this group and that group. Right. I went to class and I worked. So, so as we transition into Empower Magazine, was this an idea that you had in college? It didn't. So in, high, in college, I wanted to start a magazine. Okay. Initially, I wanted to start a magazine for girls, uh, for black girls, because as a kid, I used to read Seventeen and YM. And, but of course, when I read those magazines, the girls did not look like me. They hair did not look like mine. And so that was my initial ideal. Um, but when I was working for the Clarion Ledge, I worked there my junior and senior year in college. I was well, I was the only college student working for a paper four days a week. I was writing obits, started out like a lot of journalists start out. And when I was there, um, they, at one point they let me do general assignment stories. So I'd go out and interview moms whose sons were murdered. I would kind of do those, some of those gotcha. cop, cop stories. And at that point, I was like, well, I don't know if I really like this newspaper game. And I was thinking about what can I do? What, what can I start where I'm not... I'm empowering people versus right. like feeling like I'm not empowered. Like I would, I go back to my dorm. I'd be really depressed right. um, because the stories were just so depressing. I would interview all these people, and I just I wasn't feeling mm. it. So I, I feel like the listeners kind of now know how you came to be the social entrepreneur that you are today. But before we get into Empower Magazine, can you explain to us, in your words, what is a social entrepreneur? A social entrepreneur is someone who. You're making, you're going toward making, making money from your business, but right. you want to do it in a socially conscious way. So you do think about it's not just the bottom lines, also how will this make the world a better place, or uh, what will this do to to bring better good to the to your community. Okay. And so I do see myself as a social entrepreneur. I think early on when I started Empower Magazine, I was focused more on the social good part versus right. the money part. Yeah, but I yeah. think that as a social entrepreneur, in order to do the great work, you really need to think about how. How can you be financially stable right. as well? And what year did you start Empower Magazine? 2010, I believe. So it's been... Oh, wow. Yeah. So when we first linked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. So so for those of y'all who are listening, uh, check out the site. It's empowermagazine.com. Yeah. And uh, in my opinion, this website is right up there with... Uh, some of the popular websites that deal with social issues like Ebony Magazine, BlackEnterprise.com. Uh, so yeah, check out the site, EmpowerMagazine.com. Who is this site for? Or what will people find when they go to the site? Social justice issues. Uh, for me, I feel like journalism should do more than just bleed if it bleeds, it leads. And I worked at the Clarion Ledger. I also worked at the Oakland Tribune um, and after college as well. It was always about, you know, the negativity because unfortunately people sell newspapers when bad things happen. Right. Um, for Empower, I really want to not only focus on what's happening in the community, but how can people give back. I really think that should be an important part. When uh, I remember when I first moved um, to D.C., I was 24 years old. I worked at a I briefly worked at a, a, a organization um, doing magazine work, and I remember talking to a lot of young professionals, and they were like, "Oh, you know, I'm making decent money. I'm good." As if you know, they didn't mm. really feel like they were they made it. I'm like, right. "No, we haven't exactly. quite made it yet." And I feel like um, sometimes we can become complacent and thinking, "Well, I made it out, and you know, you got to find your own." But like, no, that's not why I went to college. I went to college because I want to give back, and I think that as professionals, we we all have, I think, uh, a role to play 
participate in making sure that we uplift our community. And that's what Empower Magazine literally is called Empower for a reason to empower our community and empower ourselves because I think there are ways we can give back to our communities, but then there are some ways we can eat healthier or there are some different ways we can do to to get our finances in order. And and that's what Empower is all about. So I'm on the website now and I see social issues, economics, health and harmony. Uh, what is do-gooders about? Yeah, so do-gooders, I interview, well, we interview people who are doing great work in the community. That's really important to me. Right. Probably the most important thing on the site is because a lot of times when people talk about black people, it can be very negative as if we don't give back or you only mm-hmm. see uh, when you see people volunteering in our communities, they're young white people. Like, no, there are a lot of black folks who have started really great things and, and we need to honor them. Exactly. And so that's what the do-gooders section is all about. And for the listeners, uh, especially those who are interested in starting a magazine themselves, uh, what obstacles did you uh, come across while while building this site? Um, publishing is a very hard game these days, especially when it comes to trying to make money in it. Right. And I think for any publisher, I think the New York Times, I think they're finally starting to see be a little bit in the, in the black. But for right. the most part, it's very difficult. People don't want to pay to read. And so I think that's probably the the, challenge, the most challenging mm. thing. And then everyone with the blog who has something to say right. all has has something to say, and they write about it. And so not only are you competing with big publications, but you're, you're competing mm-hmm. with JoJo, whoever, right. with his laptop, and he has something to say, even though it really he may not back it up with facts. I mean, one of the things that we try to do with quality, with Empower. See, I keep yeah, yeah, I yeah. keep going. I have so many things going on, going on <laughs> with Empower. Is um, I want to back things up with facts. So I tell my writers. Don't say a lot of black people this, a lot of black people right. that. No, okay, what percentage is that? Where to? Where does this information come from? So I think that's a real big challenge. Okay. And so is, do you have physical copies? No, no we don't. You'll, you'll, no, okay. I, I, you know, I'm not. I did my uh, initial business plan. The goal was to be on, be print. But and, and it's funny <laughs> because I think. I read an article recently where it said almost all magazines will eventually be electronic. And I think it said 40% of all tablet owners download their magazines and, and newspapers digitally anyway. Nowadays, people just want to get things quickly. Mm-hmm. And now because things happen so quickly, it's just not, okay, what happened with whoever? You can go online and find it. Even to the point where if I'm watching the History Channel, and like, guess what happened next? <laughs> okay, I'm going to Google yeah. this historical fact. And but by the time we come back to you the know, commercial. That's, that's a question I have for you. You think that's affecting your business? with people having this a short attention span this 15 second or six second vine attention span is that affecting empower magazine any um i don't think it's affecting empower yeah. magazine i think that the we readers. just you just you just readjust so right. there is no longer like for instance when tallahassee coates wrote the case for reparations right most people i know did not read it except for the geeky dc people who just like that stuff i read it but it's not something that you can read quickly it's like a lot of times when you read magazines a three minute read mm. four minute read you actually see four minute five minute read right. um, because they show that people only get through half the story half right yeah that's true i read because i, I majored in journalism i love reading i read the entire story right. Right. But most people don't. You just have to readjust. So there is no such thing as long form stories anymore. You really have to adjust it so for people's attention. Let me ask you this. Are you going to get into the the trend now, which is top five this or top ten reasons why this happens? Are you going no, to get into No, I'm not. I've noticed that you haven't gotten into that. I think, you know, I don't want to be like everyone else. Right. You know, I feel like they're with Buzz. I'm not knocking BuzzFeed or up, Upworthy, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they have these top ten things mm-hmm. or um, who, which, um, which Beyonce are you? You right, know, right, and right. people take the test and they you know someone's like maybe we should do something similar it's like interesting stuff though like it, i always click on it 
but that's what it is. It's just to click. Right, I mean, how, right. how does that make the world better? What right. do you learn from it to know which Beyonce are you? Or someone, there's a, a, Twitter, a tweet that goes out that becomes like this real big hashtag. And then there's a full article and it's just like 200 words, but then a bunch of other tweets of someone. That, that's news now? I know. I just can't. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I <laughs> so, uh, all right. So before we get into Quality TV, how can others become ambassadors for Empower Magazine? Just reach out to us. You go to editorial at empowernewsmag.com. We're always looking for people. We're looking for writers, too. Um, I feel like that's also been another challenge. People aren't writing as much. I remember when I first started Empower, I would get globs and globs of people who were interested in writing. Right. And now people don't write as much because there's really no money in it. You don't right. really get paid like you did back in the day as a writer. Exactly. Right, right. Okay. So, um, all right. So, let's get into Quality TV. Okay. Um First, what does the name Quality stand for? It means truth in Swahili. Nice, nice. Uh, and who is Quality TV for? It is for everyone. Well, I wouldn't say not. Well, I'll say for everyone. Right. Anyone who's interested in real content. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the type of person where when I started, before I started Quality TV, I was really frustrated with, with what I was seeing on television. Don't get me started. <laughs> mm. Whether it's, you know, Real Housewives this, or even if you go on Netflix. Even you know, if you go on Netflix, you're just clicking for days looking for something that looks like something I would want to watch. Exactly. And I'm knocking, I'm not knocking the, right, the, the right. romantic comedy type of movies. My husband, we were trying to watch one. Literally halfway through it, he just turned it off. It's like, <sighs> it's hard to watch. I don't want to watch it. Yes. It's like, well, you know, I'm not knocking, but that's not what we wanted. And um, I really want to be on be, be very purposeful about the content that we have on quality tv so um it's interesting it's been interesting since launching okay it. okay so so this is really just like netflix so you have to subscribe can you explain how that process works so right now we're in beta so right now as i tell people we're in bargain basement prices it's only 19.99 a year and it's 2.99 a month and it'd be for 49.99 a year after the lunch gotcha. and 5.99 a month still cheaper than netflix um but basically people can they can right now have a 30-day trial be 14 days after the official launch they can test it out see how they like it if they don't like it they can cancel in 30 days all right so i i subscribed i think it was a couple of months ago one of my favorite series that you have on there is meet the filmmaker yeah so i was doing some research and i actually come across i love the series by the way oh thank you uh, and it could be because i'm a filmmaker myself <laughs> but uh i heard one young lady say that she had just received a residual check yeah so how does that process work so filmmakers are actually yeah they pay for the, yes yes okay. no one i always tell people we have i have two customers at quality tv of course the subscribers but also the filmmakers i saw quality tv for a number of reasons number one because i was really frustrated what i saw in mainstream media and i wanted a network that i would watch right um number two with empower magazine we will feature a lot of filmmakers or a lot of independent films and people email me and say hey you know how can i find this film like okay right. if you're going to be in france at this film festival in two months go at it but highly unlikely and i really wanted as an independent person who started something independently i know the struggle of trying to make money and so i really want a platform where filmmakers can make money off of their work and so basically we pay filmmakers every quarter we pay them per stream higher than what hulu plus actually pays awesome. per right, stream right, right. 
Um, wow. we're, right now, we're not taking a profit, so we're every single penny that goes into um, Quality TV, we put into the filmmakers at this point. Um, we're not like a, um, like an Apple or anything. Like if it's a thirty day trial, like the filmmakers don't get paid. Like no, we pay filmmakers even for the trial period as well. So like I said, I don't want to shortchange anyone. So okay. so far, filmmakers have been really happy with their checks. I pay them every quarter. I paid them December thirtieth, and they were all very excited to get their so, money. So when is the film festival coming? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Is that in the future or? You know, right now we're focusing on online digital right. um, type of products. I want to do live streaming eventually. Actually, I really want to mimic um, how people watch traditional television. I think I was reading an article about Amazon Prime. They're going to show the State of the Union address right, tomorrow. Right, right, right. And I really want to, black people, even though we watch things on demand, like we, we love Netflix, black people still really like to talk amongst each other when they watch shows. So I really want to be able to do that and offer um, original content as well as some of the content that's on Quality TV and streaming live. So if you don't feel like, you know, going through an hour trying to find a perfect project, mm -hmm. you can just click on Quality TV and what's there is there. You just can watch you, it. Can you talk briefly about licensing, how that works? So can you talk about that? Well, I, I talk a little bit about it <laughs> right. as much as possible. So we have licensing agreements with right. filmmakers and all the licensing agreements are the same. We pay filmmakers the same. It's all, tw right now it's a 12-month non-exclusive deal. Uh, we may eventually do exclusive, but I feel like now it's also like it was 2016. If someone wants to find something right, hard right, enough, right, they right. kind of can. Um, and for a lot of independent filmmakers, I mean, they don't, they're not, they don't, they might have another outlet anyway, but we keep it non-exclusive. How, how do you filter out the, uh, the bad stuff? And I, I asked that question because <laughs> I do support a lot of black films, but it's really hard to watch black films and a lot of, because I feel like a lot of filmmakers are trying to duplicate what Tyler Perry is doing, right? but they don't have a Tyler Perry budget. So it comes out looking like. Yeah, you like know. some of Netflix so, projects. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's just, uh, how do you filter out through that? So I am very picky. Okay. Um, I get a lot of submissions, and I, first of all, they have to have been in the film festival. If they were not in the film festival, they would be damn good. I'm <laughs> just saying, out of, you know, of all the films we have on the platform, I want to say 98% of them have been in film festivals. Only 2% have you. not. Okay, okay. So usually when someone sends me an okay film, I say, well, has this been in the film festival? Well, you know, we're working on it. I don't mean no harm, but, you know, sorry. When you say film festival, you're talking like the uh, Official Sundance and stuff like that? It or? could be the, you know, American Black Film Festival. It can be the Urban. Gotcha. Okay. It can It okay. can be Urban Film Festival because they, they're just as picky as Sundance is. But they I feel like that's at least the first layer of, okay, it's been vetted from a film festival. And I watch everything. Everything that comes to Quality TV, I watch personally, and I decide. I know it sounds like mm -hmm. Ano and Steve Jobish, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> how how can others become ambassadors of uh, Quality TV? Well, they can email ambassador at quality.tv. Okay. And um, actually, if you go to our website, there's a page you can go to to actually see what the criteria is to be an ambassador. We do want people who are really, who really love um, Quality TV and can really be like evangelists and preach the gospel <laughs> of what we're doing. So we want people who, who's, who's into film and into yeah. uh, independent filmmakers and, and really care about what we're doing. I feel like one of the things that... Uh, when I started Quality TV, people think, oh, well, you know, it's a black, you know, uh, startup, so they'll take anything. Like, no, mm. bruh, I don't yeah, mean no exactly, harm. Right. But, you know, I want to make sure that what we have on the platform is something that people will want to pay for. And I will say so far, people are really happy. People are asking for other things like, you know, 
can't have Iris in the prize. We can't afford it. It'd be at least like a hundred thousand yeah, dollars to get Iris right. in the prize or other, you know, can and that's get, licensing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you know, right now we're focusing on indies. Eventually we may do like a binge month where we may have like one classic black film and maybe, you know, the first season of, you know, in you know, living single or right, something. Right, and right. and that's it just for one month. You can binge on it and that's it as opposed to having it. People don't realize it's very expensive to license content. And like people look mm-hmm. at, you know, people look at something like Netflix and you wonder why Netflix may not have your top films right away. It's expensive. Yeah. They spend, we spend more money on content than we do the actual streaming platform. Wow. Yeah. It's content is king. Well, Deshauna Spencer, I'd like to uh, thank you for coming. Oh, one more question. Sure. Uh, since we talked about filmmaking, your top five, no, excuse me, top three black films. Top three. Wow. That's really hard. Hmm. I would say Malcolm X. Okay. That's like one of my favorites. One one movie that I really like that I don't know if a lot of people, other people like, but The Preacher's Wife. Right. Okay. I, that was with, with uh, Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston okay. and Denzel Washington. Oh my God, I love that movie yeah. so much. Classic. Yes, yeah, a class. I like classics. Okay. Uh, what would be my third top film? There's so many to choose from. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you mine. I got the uh, The Wizard number one. Okay. School Days at number two, and Juice with two. Juice, I feel like it was yeah. the most authentic yeah. hood yeah. movie out there. You don't yeah, think Menace 2 was not authentic? Nah, it's you a good movie. Two? Yeah, but it, was two, uh, it wasn't seeing Juice. You know, I like Juice. And I like Tupac, too. So. Yes, Tupac. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so I we have to finish your top three. So right now we're at... Malcolm X, The Preacher's Wife. I really like Shawshank Redemption. I know it's That's not... It's a really good film. I know it's not a black film. It's not a black film. It's not a black yeah. film, but I really, I really love that movie. Actually, but the film that I like the most by Spike Lee is Mo' Better Blues. Good, yeah, I really love that movie. So I, I guess I like um, people who are, who uh, I guess who are not difficult people, but people who are complex. Like Denzel's character in Mo' Better Blues was a very complex role. Mm. So I really like that character. Um, I guess The Preacher's Wife, there was no one maybe complex in it, but I just really like that movie. And Malcolm X, I, I can watch that over and over awesome. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did we reach three? Did I miss that? I, well, I said so. It was X, Malcolm X, the preacher's wife, which you know I love as well, and the color purple. I can watch classic. over and over and over again, and I really love Oprah Winfrey's role in in that film more Timeless. than anything. Timeless. Yeah, Deshaunna Spencer, thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming through. Thank you. Awesome. Wow! Thank you, Deshaunna Spencer, for coming through. Uh, to talk about quality TV. It's an amazing platform, especially with all that's going on with the Oscars and the Jada video, the Jada Pickett video that was just released talking about we need to create our own platforms. Well, that's exactly what Deshauna is doing. She's been doing it for a long time. Uh, make sure y'all support. Uh, I think she said it was $2.99 a month uh, and $19 a year. The first 30 days are free. Can't beat that, y'all. So make sure y'all log on to Quality TV, subscribe. Uh, and that's all I have for y'all today. Um, oh, yeah. And, and uh, it's at Quality TV on Instagram and social media. Man. So so with that said, thank you all for listening. Check us out next time. Make sure y'all subscribe, too, so y'all know when we post these things. All right. Later. Later.